You're listening to Boudoir Therapy, hosted by Darlene Wong. I fly over oceans in my sleep. Join me in my private boudoir where I raise the volume in the presence of coveted, feminine, and empowering business women I call the queens. I can't we just be? You are not living life if you are not living your inner art. How are you? Excellent, you? Good, good. So today I'd like you to meet Omera Mortazavi. She is an artist located here in Montreal in Westbound and I find that she paints the most beautiful flowers and nude women in combination. I'm going to let Omera herself present to you who she is and what is her inner art. Hello, everyone, and thank you, Darlene, for inviting me. I'm an artist, painter. I like to paint women nude and nature, especially flowers, and rose, uh, uh, roses are my favorite. This is what I, uh, what I do. I also teach art to adults at my own studio in Westmount. If uh, you know, anybody is interested to take a look at my work, they could go to homera.ca. What is your inner art? How, what, how would you describe what your inner art is? Okay. I think my inner art is anything I could connect to it and it moves me from inside. That's an inner art. It has nothing to do with the degree of my um, expertise or my techniques, especially my work that I do, but it has with what moves me from within. And but at, the, at the present time, it seems that it's nature. Yes. <laughs> connecting, reconnecting to nature to my own body as a woman who her body is going through changes, middle ages, you know, uh, uh, to accept and to love your body. So uh, these are the things that uh, I uh, investigate in my art and uh, I found beauty in them. Nice. And what would you say is your super royal power? I think my super power or super royal power, what they call it, I make people comfortable to be themselves. Maybe that's power, but, but I think it comes naturally to me. I would say that people could see their own beauty. Mm. That's another thing because I always compliment people because then I see beauty no matter where, who has it. I always mention it to them. Mm. And I think that's very empowering. Okay. That is the word to kind words and beauty. And showing the beauty that it's there to appreciate it and to uh, acknowledge it you know i it kind of reminds me when i look when i know your art so when i look back at the pieces that you do it's almost like you're reflecting back an image of or parts of images of yourself and saying well these are my beautiful parts these this is beauty to me i am beautiful is that kind of like the message that you want to give off with your art that's what i get from it you know um, my art is not 
separate that who I am, right? So even though I paint a woman from different background, different body shapes, different race, they are all a reflection of myself. And I always, my signature is that I always put something of myself in them. Either is a gaze of my eyes, is a curve, is my hand, something of myself that is always uh, put together in, in those uh, models. Because I think we are all related. So in this way, I wanted to say like, what a woman they go through, uh, their, ha their happiness is everybody's happiness, it reflects every woman, as well as their pain or whatever that comes up. We, we all share that. We are all uh, in the core, we are all the same. Yeah, and we, we are all looking for acceptance and love. That's the bottom line. It's to true. be loved and loved. That's the bottom be line. Loved. And it starts with love. Yes. And start with yourself, you know, with the self acceptance of your body. Have you ever thought that even our body part, if, if you look at your own body part, there are some parts that you value more than the other part? Yes. Even if we don't have equality for our own body parts, and then we want to have equality in society, you know, it starts with us. <laughs> I never, I never compared it that way, but I, I laugh. You see, like, if, if I can woman, see that. I mean, if a woman or a man doesn't matter, if you stand in front of a mirror and you look at yourself, most of the time, either you're looking at your face or your eyes or some specific feature that you love or you like a lot, and the rest is a neg neglect. You just gaze and pass. But why? You know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, like uh, every part of your body has to have the same value and the same love from you. Yeah, it has to be It's love true. Yeah. So yeah. next time when I think somebody, uh, I mean, in the, the, the private space that you design, they have to stand in front of the mirror and honestly, they have to have a ritual. That's my thought. Every woman has to have a ritual. Every day when they wake up, they have to stand in front, of, in front of a mirror and they have to compliment their bodies loud, every part. They have to love every part of themselves. Then when you could accept yourself, then you could accept others with any flaws because we are, none of us are perfect. So if we accept that and we love that, then that could be spread out to other things then I love diversity, then I love differences, then I, it's okay if somebody is different than me, then everything becomes acceptable. Yeah. Wow. You know, you did share that with me um, a couple of weeks ago, and I've been sharing it with my friends because I said, it's true, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I love to play music and dance around. And most of the time I'm, you know, by myself. And if, if I'm with the kids, I still wake up and put the music on and dance. Uh, but to, to spread that idea that you have to value yourself and have fun with yourself and appreciate and, you know, everything you have, it really, it really, I find it, it brings, um, it starts my day so much more energetic and I feel like, yeah, I can do anything. I'm in my own little world, but I could do anything. Yes. 
and then you don't need the approvance of others. That's right. We are all, uh, like, you know, I mean, the, if you accept it, you know, it's like what? It's like uh, breathing the air. Do we all the time conscious of breathing the air? We're not conscious of it. Why? Because it's natural and automatic we do that. If we are consumed with our bodies or how we look and am I good enough or it does, is it good or that shows that we don't have enough love for ourselves because if we do, there is no need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So the things that we don't have uh, kindly or we desire to improve, that's the thing we talk about. But when we have it, there is no need to talk. A fish never talk or think about water because it's in it. You know? <laughs> we are in the air. We breathe this air all the time. Even for, I don't know, for if you cannot have oxygen, we, you're dead. But we never talk about it, right? <laughs> no. It's natural. It's, it's, it's natural. And wow. it's there. So we don't have to think about it. So anything that we have, it becomes part of our being and we don't need to think about it. Yeah. It just it just manifests from our body and our but and our movement in the space. That's how I see it. Yeah, I love the way you see. Who is your support system throughout your artistic career? I have to say, by my partner Johnny, my husband, he's a supporter of me because I have the the privilege to work part time. I have to say it's a privilege because many artists they have to work also full time and you know do art. It's a difficult but career. I have this privilege because my husband. Yeah, it is very difficult, especially if you your the thing that you work is nude is even more difficult to sell. I would say my husband is the greatest supporter of me. Uh, and my family, and I have my artist friends because, uh, you know, you always need to be surrounded by people who think the same because those who uh, don't get it, I mean, they could not motivate you. So you have to always have people around you who motivate you and uh, support you. Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, once I found my environment, meaning the like-minded people uh, like myself, it was much easier for me to grow and to experiment even a little bit more because although I love my parents, they're great supporters, it's hard to really um, always express how I am thinking or what I'm planning on doing because it's so creative um, and artistic that it doesn't really follow, uh, you know, an A to Z kind of structure. It's, it's not the nine to five. It's not, it's not the standard. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, when you talk about supporters, I mean, each supporter or each friend or person who we are uh, surrounded with, they cover uh, some aspects of the creative, your creative process. Some are supporters financially, some emotionally, some, you know, they just want you to take your wings and fly far and they encourage you to do that. So, it's all different, but they are all supporters. I mean, all of them influence you in a way. Yes, it's true. You know what? And it's, and it's important to recognize that it can't just be one 
individual that supports every part of the process. Like you said, there's the emotional supporter, there's the other kinds of supporters. And I didn't think of splitting it that way, but I, I do see it that way when I am trying to express something that, you know what, I'm going to share this information with this person because I know they support me in this way. And I know that I will get the right kind of feedback. Right, exactly. At being an artist, uh, I'm a creative enthusiast. How do you deal with one of the hardest topics, um, which I find for, for the female world anyways, is how do you deal with guilt or doubting yourself or fear, especially when you're presenting something that really comes from within? You know, fear or guilt, they are of a lower vibration, meaning that if you are dealing with fear and guilt, that is going to manifest in the way you present your work or when you walk in a room. People unconsciously or content, they're going to read you. You could feel when somebody walks in a room with confidence or a person who has doubt. You could, you could all read the body language. For me, basically, I believe in myself. Because I believe in myself, honestly, to me, I am not that much influenced by the rejection of my work or acceptance of my work, if the, my work is praised or is criticized. So it would not disturb my inner landscape mm. this way. The way I feel it comes from within. So other people, opinion, thoughts, it's their own and they are entitled to it and I respect that. But it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I go about it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I, I do understand. Yeah, in a way, it shows me where they are, what they see, you know, their point of view. I could take it, I could listen to, but I don't take it personally. And as we said, guilt, fear, these are lower vibration. And if you create from that space, you're going to spread lower frequency. That's not what I'm into it. No matter, I, in my opinion, you see, if you paint on that level, you are still in the level of therapy, which means you have to first heal yourself. You, are, you have fear, you have anxiety, that is going to reflect in your work, in your brush stroke, in mm -hmm. whatever you're, you're doing, right? So it's in that level that you are communicating with your viewers, right? So yeah. when they stand in front of your work of art, they're going to kind of feel, okay, it gives me an uneasy feeling, this, this work, or it's, it shows loneliness, it shows person a depression or you know it's not, somehow it is going to be reflected in the world or in the subject of the world but i believe that art should elevate people and it should give hope we have enough uh, problem in this world and art does not need need to uh, mimic the problems of our society that's my personal opinion okay. i mean there are i think the media the news they do they are doing a fantastic job in spreading the word of all the disasters around the world so as an artist i think who's going to defend beauty who's going to defend hope who's going to elevate the spirit i think that's that's what an artist should do. Mm -hmm. So for an artist to be able to do that, I mean, you cannot have fear or guilt. 
Right. Because if you do, you're, you're working still on that system. Mm -hmm. You know, the system that uh, brings out fear in the others. Whatever happens to anybody, you have to always step up to that and go over that. I mean, we never want to be victims, do we? You want to be survivor and then rise above that, right? At least I hope that my art reflects wow. that I... you should create from a space of love and acceptance, from a space that elevates the spirit, not from a space of guilt or fear. These are the, some of the manifestation of uh, ego, mm. not the essence. Yes, I can tell that you really own yourself you really own your space you own your thoughts and you own your beliefs so if you start from that then yes you can project more beauty and much a much more uh, positive um, representation of the world you know how to deal with your guilt your doubt your fear you just you just know yourself really well it doesn't happen overnight, I have to tell you. You know, as you know, I'm, I'm a, from an Iranian background and you can imagine that the type of art that I do is not acceptable in my own country. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I choose to paint something that moves me but is not acceptable, you need a lot of courage. It's a tradition that you have to kind of bend to say what you want to say. And I think... Uh, if an artist wants to be authentic, that's what they have to do, to do something that's meaningful to them, but also to free society in a way that wants to contain or to put people in a certain way like, of thinking. Like or, a box. Yeah. I mean, like any other person, I have had all this range of feeling, experience all this range of feeling as well. The guilt, the shame, the doubt. But... I mean, you learn. You learn that these are not helpful. They don't help you. And there is no, nobody outside to help you in this regard. You have to work on a counselor, an advisor, a person you could trust, who could help you. But anyway, you have to do the, the work yourself. You do. That's the part. <laughs> I think if there is a very nice sunny day, just you know, get, get your heads up and walk straight and smile. Start with just smiling and appreciating yourself and giving compliments to yourself. I mean, it could do wonders. Uh, yeah. It's true. And then you don't even realize that your smile could end up just turning someone else's world completely right side up that day. And that's Absolutely. the energy that you end up giving off for even that split second. Absolutely. I have to tell you, Darlene, uh, I... Sometimes I, uh, I, when I walk on the street or I take the bus to go downtown because I live close, so I'm not taking the car, uh, and I, I like sit up in the, in the bus and I look at people and I see them smiling at me. Yeah. And then I notice, ah, that's because I have a smile on my face. That's <laughs> to me. You know, so, so it becomes natural. But when I look around, try that. Mm -hmm. you know? public transport yeah. how many people have smile on their face extremely rare wow that's extremely rare and this is not a forceful smile like it's natural like i don't notice my smile i don't notice that i'm smiling but then people pass and smile at me and oh 
oh, oh, this is up again. So, yeah, I have to say... Uh, it's like it contagious, your smile. It has an effect, you know? Yes. Wow. Um, Omera, what, yeah. what, how would you define success for you? It's when, when my life is balanced. I think balance, having balance in your life, that's being successful. Balance mean, meaning like uh, your work with your family life, with your well-being, all together. We should not be rush, 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 rush. Mm. Because when we are, everything is in rush, we miss the moment. We do. We do. So and we do that a lot. All the time. And yeah. this, is, this is what the society all the time, unconscious or unconscious, I don't know, they promote. You know, the more you achieve, the more you do, it seems that it's better. But that, that's not the case. That's why you have so many burnouts, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has balance in life. I think if I have balance and I feel calm inside, I mean, that's what it is. Then anything, a smallest thing could make me happy. I know what you mean, Omera. I'm like happy about every little thing that I see. I, I get so excited. And sometimes people look at me like, what, what? It's just, it's just a flower or it's just a grain or, and I'm like, but did you see the way that grain was cut? Like, have you actually looked at it? And I, I've been practicing it myself because I'm, I am living in this city of Montreal and it's all fast paced and of course if you don't make it on time well you know you you miss the bus but i, I i'm trying so hard and i want to be able to share with other people what others are doing to kind of slow themselves down and i'm happy you mentioned balance because you can't rush balance balance takes like being still and placement and listening and waiting and it's hard a lot of people don't know how to do that no they don't because it has become part of uh, uh, their routine yeah it's kind of like addiction so they really don't don't understand when you say you have to calm down or you have to stay still they don't understand that concept at all. They feel uncomfortable, actually. They, they don't even know. They don't even know that they're in that, like, tornado. No, they don't. Like, that, that is natural to them. Yes. But later on, it's, it's going to be a lot of problems that I've seen with a few friends that they get burned out, they have a health problems, mm-hmm. all these things. So it's good to, to, be, to have a balanced life, I mean, work, rest, taking care of yourself, uh, I mean, having the room that you want, that you feel comfortable. I love my bedroom, you know. Mm-hmm. I love my bed. Each time that I go to sleep and yes. I end my bed, I just love my sheets. And I just love sleeping, I have to tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel, thanks God, I, I, I can sleep now, you know. I mean, if you pay attention to all these little things, everything could make us happy, you know? I think that we've also lost touch with our own uh, personal connection and the the environment around us. And that's why we're kind of having trouble in society in general to just find that balance. We're just 
going to go get, you know, the next thing. And I, I know that I, I can speak for myself too. Like, you know, I'll go and run for something else. But then I realized, oh my gosh, like I took 10 steps too forward and I got to move like 20 back and just breathe and then find how to realign myself. I think it's it's the environment that we're growing up in and we forget that like all that really matters in the end is our health and ourselves. If this doesn't work, we can't really do very much or we can't continue the same pattern forever. It's going to kill us. We're going to go on this burnout or we're going to get sick. Our body's going to show it. Exactly. So as I said, I think having balance is is my motto in life. (laughs) And you seem to be doing it really well because it projects back onto your art. It does. I'm trying. I'm I'm meditating on that. Yes. Awesome. Like in your type of business, who are primarily your clients? I have different kind of clients. Some are the the, they commission me to paint. Those are like one-time contracts. Yeah, that's a one-time contract. The rest is I do exposition in cultural centers. And right now I have an exhibition at Musée Bon in Quatico. Through exhibition, when people come, they might like your work and they buy that. I'm working with a curator, so I try to to have my uh, exhibition in different places. That's how it goes. Basically, people who collect art, these are the people who buy. And also sometimes it's just a person come to the exhibition and they make a connection with the work of art. Mm. They make a personal connection and it's meaningful to them. And some also, they know me. They know me. They just want to have a piece of Homera. So that also happens. They want to have a piece of it. That must feel so special when people want to have a piece of your work. Uh, I would love to see my painting in other people's house, right? Do you own a queen's chair at home? My, the chair that I sit and work on it in front of my canvas, I would say that's my queen chair. Yeah. So it's your painting stool. My painting stool. Yes. Can yeah. you describe it? <laughs> it's a very, I have a few. One is a, like, uh, you know, metal uh-huh. with those hard plastic. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> and there are another one which I bought from. Uh, they're very comfortable chairs to sit and work on. I got them from hardware store near my house, Home Depot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, how I represent the queen's chair is really just having a space that you feel good, that you feel comfortable, that you do something that pleases you. So, But I have actually, it's a corner of my studio that I've put this sofa okay. and coffee table. Ah. And a beautiful fabric. One of my good friends, Afsane, that you know her too, well. Yes. She, as a gift, she got a blanket. With the design on this blanket is of Frida Kahlo. That's beautiful, you know, like... Yeah, I also have, uh, actually, I have also a wooden chair that uh, one of my students, she paints furniture and she has painted this chair and it's a peacock chair. I love the colors. Yeah, I love to look at things. You're right. We all have to have a special, uh, you know, chair or corner or space that is ours and we feel comfortable in it. Yes. I think it's, it's, it's a very, like, self-deserving act where we we 
we tend to stop allowing ourselves to have our own space, our own privacy, our own time just with our mind and our thoughts. And wow. that's where the, the Queen's Chair idea blossoms from. We deserve to be a little bit selfish. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been trying to teach people that it's not, it's not me being selfish. It's me saying it's about time that I feel yeah. good enough to say, hey, I deserve this. It's if a woman feels good and is happy, the whole family is happy. We have to take care of ourselves. We do, we do. Last question, what do you deserve from life and how will you make that happen in 2019? I think I deserve the best in life. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I deserve the best in life. And let me tell you, when I go out, I want to buy something. I mean, not that I'm saying it's like something extravaganza, but if, I, if you really see something and you really truly love it and you want to have it, just go and get it. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the price. Just go and get it and you're going to enjoy it. Money comes and goes. It does. You want to just love it, you know. You see a beautiful, you know, flower shop. I mean, go and buy flower for yourself. Seriously. Oh, I just bought some flowers on my bedroom. I love it. It brings color. It brings life. I mean, I think you deserve the best. I deserve the best. And our health. If I need to take a rest, I do. If I need to go and take, get a massage, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't afford it. I go outside. I can't afford it. I ask my body to give me good massage. <laughs> I mean, there are ways that we could get what we want. Yes. So... I think to put yourself first. We deserve the best. Why not? I totally agree with you. (laughs) Wait, wait for what? I know. This is a concept that I've been, you know, taught is wait, you know, save, wait, save. And uh, this this dark moment happened in my life at one point and I when I got out of it I said I'm not waiting anymore I'm going to I want to use my nice fancy dishes every day I want to wear my red lipstick I want to feel good and 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 you know it's different for everyone what that is but whatever it is I I did it and I felt like I grew so much more in the last few years than I did like since I was born. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we are raised with the idea that some, someday you're going to get poor. You're going to be needy. You have to save, 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 you know, all these things. Later on, you know, just go, go you know, love with the minimum so later on you could have better. But that later on kind of never happens because this idea of not having becomes your norm. If you're yes. so familiar with this idea, never you're going to go and then indulge yourself. What should I ask Darlene? <laughs> Darlene, yes. I really like to know, tell me about the idea of uh, your queen chairs. Sure. I mean, why did you get this idea? Where did you get this idea, the queen chair? Okay, so I love to collect chairs. That's one of the things. I love antique and vintage chairs. So if you ever come over, you'll see there's like a, an eclectic amount of collections here. My goal is to revamp them, give them a whole new life and a whole new meaning, and hopefully that they'll connect wow. with someone. So that's my queen's chair. Okay, nice. 
And she's uh, a vintage piece from the uh, 1980s. And she's hand carved from Italy. And she did not look like this at the beginning. She had her green 70s look. <laughs> to her. Okay. Yes. I was actually told that I should fix her up just the way I want. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try that out. And I fixed her up. And one of the fabrics on there is part of my boudoir collection. And uh, when I fixed her up and I sat on her, I felt like a queen. I felt like I deserved to be on a throne. I felt like I deserved to be listened to. I felt I deserved the respect that I believe I should get. And just from that one piece wow. being in my home, um, she allowed me to like transmit almost all this energy and put it out there for the world to hear. And my mission is now to supply queen's chairs for all the women in the world to help them with their self-confidence, with their feelings of doubt, um, and uh, with like rejection that they've ever received. She is so beautiful to me. And, and I, I feel like I could feel her curves, the hand carved on the arms. I could feel like as if she has a crown, as she's making a forming a crown over my head. And the material, it's so luxurious and so soft for those five minutes that you're on there you're the only one who matters I fly over oceans in my sleep. if you enjoyed the voice of boudoir therapy please leave your review on iTunes follow me on Facebook and Instagram and every Tuesday is social Tuesday I'll be active on social media if you have any questions and don't forget the full moon special. Listen in a little bit closer to my story. Want to personalize your boudoir therapy experience? Visit www.darlenewong.com under DW Boutique to purchase your copy of Boudoir Therapy, a self-deserving journal made by me just for you. And never, never stop living your inner art. Because you deserve it. you know because infinity i tell you why i bring this concept infinity they say it has no beginning and no end right so if you really want to feel infinity that infinity happens in the moment if in this moment i mean i truly want something and why should i wait I'm going to go and get that because that's, that gives me the feeling of being in the moment. That's infinity because I lose time. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the, in the you know, future. I'm not in the past. I'm just enjoying the moment. And that's infinity, my friend. Wow. That is so powerful. All the time. That sounds delicious, Omera. Yeah, I'm going to come over for some coffee again. <laughs>